all the reasons in the world, and I've read your book, you have the 10, you know, all these keys to success, etc. What would you say is the number one reason why people fail? Not necessarily why they make it, the complete opposite. Right, lack of brains, lack of effort. Lack of brains, lack of effort. Yeah, they just, they don't do the work, they don't learn, you know. When you walk in the room, when you start a business and you start to talk about somebody, you're, you're never in a vacuum with no competition, you know, unless you're just extremely lucky. And if there's going to be competition, that means somebody else knows your business as well as you do when you get started. And if you walk into a competitive environment and they still know more about the business than you do and more about your customers, you're going to lose. And, but most people don't consider that. They don't do the work. They don't learn more about their industry. They don't know even about their business. I mean, and so you've got to put in the effort. Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. Uh, as we are still in these level something lockdowns here in Auckland, I'm starting with some of the things that I tune into every now and then, and this is a great interview uh, with Mark Cuban, and it is Patrick Bet David who is interviewing Mark Cuban, and the title of the video is Mark Cuban, the number one reason why most people fail in business. Now, Patrick Bet David has a YouTube channel called Valuetainment, and that is a huge source of knowledgeable answers, information, and interviews as well. So something for you to check out there. This week, we're going to be talking about that ugly thing called inflation, which we have spoken about previously, and so you should have some base knowledge in this space now, Uh, but we're going to go a little bit deeper just because it's become very, very topical, and I think it's going to be here to stay for a while. So I want people to be thinking about what they can be doing to um, beat it or to understand it or make decisions that are going to help them progress in their life because we're going to have to deal with inflation at some stage in our lives as well and it's not just a thing that sort of pops up and then goes away forever it's, it's always there and so it's it's a concept that we do need to understand so the title of this money mail was inflation the good the bad and the yucky last year we talked about how you and I were going to get taxed in the form of inflation and it is here big time statistics new zealand that's who tracks uh, inflation for us tells us that annual inflation jumped to 4.9% in the September quarter. This is the highest level of inflation we have seen in over 10 years. Some people say it's actually the largest in 13 years, as 10 years ago we had an increase in GST which increased prices artificially. Anyway, this puts inflation almost 2% above the top of the Reserve Bank's target. Remember that the Reserve Bank targets inflation between 1-3%. to You can see earlier money mail lessons at keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog where we've spoken about this previously and we talk about the Reserve Bank who they're monitoring and trying to control inflation and they want some inflation because they believe that it's a good way to grow the economy so we slowly want prices to be rising between 1% and 3% uh, but at the moment we are outside that 1% to 3% target and that's effectively costing us consumers. Let's have a look at why. Inflation is the rise in price levels in an economy. Do you want some plain English? Well, veggies are up 19% in the quarter. Transport costs are up 4.2% in the quarter. Petrol is up 22% for the year. Yet no one's going anywhere, right? New house construction costs are up 12% for the year. So as you know, these price increases usually flow on to then be absorbed by the consumer. So the costs go up. So if, if petrol is going up and transport costs are going up, you know, they're going to get passed on to you when you're ordering something online or when you're paying a service fee or the transport of the admin. Somewhere in that, you're going to get the cost buried with you so that the business can maintain its margins 
and ensure that they can continue to be sustainable, employ their staff and keep their business going forward. Now it gets worse. Data shows us that the cost of living is rising faster than our wages are increasing. That means we're going backwards because our wages aren't increasing fast enough to keep up with price increases. What that means is basically if those expenses that we have in our lives are increasing so quickly yet our wages aren't increasing or moving in order to keep up with them then in real terms we're going backwards because we've got less disposable money left after that because the things that we need and want are more expensive but our wages and the income into our household isn't rising at the same rate to ensure that we're sort of staying equal. Now these are all comments in general and you may not feel it yet as you may have had a good pay rise recently or benefited from a house price going up or you might not buy some of those goods that are going up in price. What that means is you know say you've got a house and you have found out that the the value has gone up 30% in a year which is quite common for a lot of people and they think oh how good I'm going to go and borrow and um, you know build a deck and I'm going to um, you know, do some repairs to the house or I'm going to buy a boat or I'm going to buy a car, you probably don't think or care about inflation or even the price because you're like, well, I can achieve it. So it doesn't really matter what it costs and it's going on the mortgage, happy days. I'm still, you know, 15% ahead even after borrowing this extra money to be able to pay for these things. So some people won't really necessarily notice or, or think about this. They'll just go about their day-to-day and still achieve the things that they want or may not feel as impacted by it. But when these types of statistics start to come out, it's very common for economists and opinion writers and people to say that the people with lower incomes are usually hardest hit by uh, inflation increasing because they are losing a portion of their purchasing power and they have less ability to increase their income. Now that is why I always try and remind you that changing your income is one of the key things that we can do to be able to control our future and our prosperity and our progress yet it seems to be the thing that nobody wants to talk about because it's it's hard and it requires us to take responsibility so often with keep the change on Facebook when people come across it or they see some of the commentary around some of the prior money mail lessons and stuff a lot of their excuses to not being able to make progress in their lives are when people comment are anchored back to the fact that they're not in control because they just can't see that you could potentially increase your income. And for a lot of people, it is really hard to understand. So our goal is to try and figure out, well, how could we do it? What ways could we increase our income? Because right now, if you're not trying to, well, technically, we're all getting hammered and we're slowly losing purchasing power because inflation's here and we're going backwards. So we've constantly got to be looking at ways for how can I bring some extra money into the household if that then fits with your goals, right? You know, you, you might be very happy with where you're at and this stuff, you know, you can just understand it, but you don't necessarily need to do anything. But if you are hungry and perhaps you're younger or you've got a financial goal that you have, then you want to be thinking, okay, what can I be doing to keep ensuring that I am staying in control here? And often finding ways to add a little bit of extra income into our Lives is a great way to do that. The other day I suggested to somebody who said that they just have no, absolutely no way that they could increase their income, their boss won't give them a pay rise, all these types of things. I said, go this weekend, go and knock on every door in your neighbourhood and ask if you can mow their lawns and do it for $50. But people aren't willing to do that. They're not willing to do the work. They'd rather spend the time on Facebook replying to a Keep the Change post telling you or me that it's the system's rigged, it's, it's done, you're fucked. 
Um, there's, there's no progress. And when you get yourself stuck there, whew, she's a long way back. And it's easier to keep yourself there because you can find yourself more excuses. And we've spoken previously about blame, excuse, deny, which is below the line behavior and thinking, which allows us to stay stuck in a place rather than thinking about things from uh, taking action, having some responsibility and taking ownership for our problems and, and actually finding ways to, to move ourselves forward. So be very, very careful when you notice yourself getting stuck in those situations where you're continuously blaming other people, making excuses for yourself or denying the things that aren't uh, helping you in your life because you're, you're trapping yourself in a framework that's very, very common for all of us um, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it becomes a very, very hard place to live and that is because it is easy to default to that and to stay there. So don't let that be you or don't teach those people around you that that's an acceptable thing to do as well. And I know a lot of people don't like hearing things like that, but hey, if we want to grow and we want to have a growth mindset and move forward, sometimes we need those little kick ups, kick ups the ass, kick up the ass. Yeah, that'll do. We need a few kicks up the ass to get us back on track moving forward. So surround yourself with those people that think like that too. And you'll notice that your life will become a lot easier as people will say to you, I don't want to hear that excuse. I want to find out what your what your solution is. And the more you get around those people, the more you start to hardwire yourself to think like that too. And a number of these problems that everyday people have in life, you don't look at them as being such big problems anymore. Right, let's get on track after that little mini rant there. Inflation is worth considering and understanding about for all of us because we have uh, we can take actions to combat it. Well, that's exactly what we're just talking about, wasn't it? For instance, recently I moved some of my investments to shares which are paying a 5% plus dividend because they were helping me weather the inflation storm. So I knew that inflation was starting to creep up and I was looking at some of the shares that I hold and one of my goals is to increase my passive income streams or the dividends that I receive so that I can then pay my rent with that and subsidise it and... I noticed that some of them weren't yielding uh, a high dividend amount and so I decided to sell up some of those and move them to companies that were and I spoke about that on an Instagram story a little while back too so if you don't follow Keep the Change on Instagram go and check that out because often I talk about different things and that I'm doing in the background and decisions that I'm making around investing and just try and provide some context to, to get people thinking about what they could be thinking about in their life as well. Now, your term deposits and bonds, for instance, well, these are going backwards. It's a negative real return as the interest paid on the term deposit. So some term deposits are 3% now, and of course you've got to pay tax on your interest income. Uh, isn't enough to keep up with the rate of inflation and rising costs. Sure, they may be stable, but your purchasing power is being eroded. What that means is if we put money in a term deposit and then we get paid interest to leave it in there, so 3%, then by the time we pay the tax on that, by the time we take the money out and get our interest at the end of the year, it's actually gone backwards because that same amount of money, even with the interest added on top, can't purchase the same amount of goods as it can uh, as it could at the start of the year, now that we're at the end of the year or the end of the term deposit because inflation has eroded some of that purchasing power via the costs becoming higher. So you do have to be very considerate as to the things that you're investing in and, and why you're doing those things. And, and like I said last week, always map back to why you're doing something when you are making a investment or financial decision. Now, maybe you've got a mortgage or any form of debt. Well, you could see higher interest rates as interest rates increase in order to decrease the disposable income you have available to spend on lattes. We've spoken about that previously where the Reserve Bank changed the official cash rate and this then effectively ch changes the amount that banks will charge you for interest. We've heard banks increasing interest rates and 
it's designed to pull back the disposable income that people have and discourage um, borrowing basically and sort of slow it down so that people are then going to spend less in the economy in the hope that inflation will start to, to die away and we can get it back between that 1% to 3% bracket. So whether that's going to be possible or not, I'm not too sure. And you know this is why this is such an important topic to be thinking about and actually understand for the rest of our lives. A lot of the above is a consequence of printing so much money and putting it into supply into supply whilst we decrease our ability to produce as many goods as usual. Lockdowns, anyone? Question mark. So what that means is we've printed so much money as a country, and a lot of countries have, to then put into circulation to um, you know speed up or, or protect the economy from crashing. And now with lockdowns, we're producing less. There's supply chain issues. We can't necessarily make all the things that we normally would. And so you've got more dollars chasing the same amount of goods and that then starts to push the price of those goods up. Now this situation leaves us with more money chasing the same goods and turning, in turn driving the price up as I just explained. Then there is this concept of this set of price increases being transitory. That means that the high level of inflation will pass and we don't need to worry about it too much. Just suck up your $8 tomatoes for now. That is very, very common chat for a little while there. We were talking about, oh, I think this inflation that's coming is just transitory and it's not actually that bad and it's not going to be here to stay uh, but at the moment people are kind of gotten rid of that transitory thinking and thinking yep this could be here for the next couple of years perhaps the next two decades like we just don't know uh, I'm sure there's some more twists and turns to come in this world and in the economy it's just the way that the world goes right of course you know as well as I know that when prices start rising for things we all need you don't often see them come down do you I wouldn't mind two dollar petrol again surely there is a silver lining well if you took out an interest-free student loan years ago and are now repaying it off with today's inflated dollars, it is effectively cheaper for you if you've got the ability to repay it. What that means is say you paid for an education 10 years ago, you've got an interest-free student loan on it and you're slowly paying it back. You're now paying it back with tomorrow's or today's dollar which is basically uh, inflated or worth less than the debt cost you a while back. So you're getting to pay back old debt and the old the things that cost you money in the in the past with new inflated money so in some ways you could argue that you're actually paying less for it and it's a little bit of an argument for um you know one of the positives of that is that things are kind of look cheaper which is the reverse to what we think it is that inflation's pushing prices up so if you are getting to pay for things that you have had in the past and and they're now effectively cheaper, then you, you could argue that you're winning in that regard. So there's not many people that are that are, have uh, interest-free types of loans, but a student student loan, of course, is one of those examples, and that's a, it's a good example of how it does kind of work in your favour when you do have something that isn't actually costing you more through interest or the rate's not going up, uh, and you're now getting to pay it off with your new uh, pay-rised income that you have or... Um, the money that you're making from a side hustle or something like that. So something for people to think about as well. And inflation does look like it's going to be something we are all going to learn about over the next couple of years. So take some time to understand how it could impact your situation and decide what things you could do to increase the impact. Here's a bit of extra reading if you want to look at the ways to inflation-proof your life. Now I saw this article, I can't remember who wrote this, uh, it was on stuff, and it was different ways to think about inflation-proofing your life. And so things you could do that would help if inflation was here, inflation is here. So there were some good uh, good examples in that article. You want to go to the keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog and pull out that link if you want to read it. 
and, and get some ideas about things that you could be doing around your specific situation. Now, month end, it's month end, of course, so you know what that means, what well, you should do, because we've spoken about this a number of times. It's time to review last month's spending and forecast the next couple of months. It's very important with Christmas coming up. Then you need to work out your financial position and check your progress towards your goals. If you are new here and have no idea what we are talking about, then go back and read the first two weeks in the blog, keepthechange.co.nz forward slash blog. You can grab a copy of the month end spreadsheet with worked examples from the Keep the Change template folder below. Download or make a copy. It's a very, very uh, simple spreadsheet that allows you to track your progress uh, month to month and see, right, what are you doing in terms of your finances, setting some 30, 90-day goals as well as some one-year goals, some five-year goals, and just thinking about keeping your money front of mind. Again, I would remind you a really good practice is to chuck a calendar reminder into your calendar at the last day of the month and get it to send you a notification on that day. And, and it's going to remind you to be thinking about this. So you don't want to rely on me telling you that it's month end. You want your calendar to tell you and you open up that template and you track your progress and you think about what things you've got coming up in the next month and you're just thinking about your money more consistently. At least you're thinking about it 12 times a year, which is uh, better practice than, than not at all. Stay afloat out there. P.S. We're getting closer to 5,000 subscribers to keep the change. When we get there, I'm going to give one lucky route a $500 investment. So I think we're at fourth, uh, nearly 4,800. So it's cool to see that we're uh, getting a little bit closer. And when we get to 5,000, I'm going to dig someone out that opens up one of the emails. And I will be getting in touch with them to say that they have won a $500 investment. Now, did you know inflation reached an all-time high of 44% in the third quarter of 1918? So a long, long time ago. And I'd imagine... You listeners wouldn't have been around then, but inflation was rocking around at 44% in the third quarter of 1918, which is very, very scary because that is a uh, big set of price increases that people would have been paying uh, in a time that's probably not quite as easy as we have it in this day and age. Well, there you go. There is another episode, another lesson from Keep the Change. I am sure that there is some absolute gold in there and it's got you thinking. Good little mini rant too about making sure that you are thinking about growing and getting in control of your situation and finding ways to increase income as always. Just keep your eyes open, keep your mind thinking about it and you will find that your brain will start to find some of those solutions for you. You know, So don't default to that blame, excuse, deny and live there. It's a, it's a shit place to be and you won't make true progress there. All right, look after yourselves out there, team. We will see you next week. Uh, finally, fuck inflation. Um, I hope it decreases for all of us because you know it does... Uh, create a bit of a problem for us and like I say you know I'm going to be continuing to write about this and try and find ways to be sorting it for myself and I will pass on any lessons or decisions that I'm making based on that as well and you know you can learn through the email this podcast as well and then if you're not following us on social media then check us out there too I'd love if you could put something on your social media especially if you're listening to this podcast you're getting something out of it just create it uh, put it to your story and say check out this or maybe one of the ones that you've really enjoyed and it's made you go and take some action in your life or that you've really learnt from because that's how we're going to get this in front of more people and we're going to help more people to learn and we can have a better society. All right, I'll see you next week. Actually, work like someone's spending 24 hours, working 24 hours to take it all away from you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, I started my first business when I was 12. I was buying and selling um, baseball cards, buying and selling stamps, anything I could do to make money, I, w- I was hustling and trying to do. So I was into business, but I, I, not so much where it was all my friends were into it with me, so they wouldn't know. 
Baseball so, cards. Yeah, baseball cards, you name it. I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh. And so I would, probably even less than 12 years old, I would go out and buy a bunch of baseball cards that I collected and I would package, I would say, okay, you're guaranteed to have a Pittsburgh Pirate in this package. And I would charge three times as much. And I'd set up on this park bench down in the park down in Scott Township where I grew up. And um, I'd have these little sales 